What's up, guys, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Rick Villanueva asks if Rex could also appear in The Mandalorian since Dave Filoni changed his Twitter banner to a picture of him with Ahsoka. So, yeah, this happened, I think, in the past week. Uh, that that That's it, I guess. Dave just changed his Twitter banner and people got, like, all excited because it was a picture of Ahsoka and Rex. I believe that was art that he did for Celebration 2016 when they were doing like the Ahsoka Untold panel. So it's not like he drew something brand new and posted it. Um, It's a very real possibility people are getting excited over nothing. Yeah, I mean, Dave, I feel like, likes to uh, toy with people in that way with his like Ahsoka Lives t-shirt. What are they writing in the artwork? Because at first I thought they were blurgs, and I was like, oh, that seems obvious. <laughs> I, I think there's some kind of wolves, because Dave is the wolf guy. Yeah. So. But th- that's what I was going to say next, is that it's it could go either way, where people are like either just reading too much into something simple that Dave just wanted to do, but also he does, like you said, he, he likes to tease fans like that. <laughs> He, he likes to drop little, like, Ahsoka lives to changing his shirt to be an exclamation point. Like, no, she's alive, but we don't know how yet. And I I don't know. I think that there's certainly room for a live-action Rex. I mean, we have Tamara Morrison. They could give him a big old white beard, and <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Would you want to see that happen? It's the same kind of thing. I would prefer him to show up in the... Uh, just Ahsoka show if that's what's going to happen rather than like let's bring in the whole cast of Star Wars Rebels into uh the Mandalorian like Rex is here Sabine is here Ahsoka like yeah I don't want them to take over the show but I would certainly like to see a live action Rex and that seems an easier step to me than live action Ahsoka just because the clones were live action first Jonah Goforth wants to know if Aiden Versio could be in The Mandalorian and if we think that that would be a good idea. I kind of like that more than a lot of the names people have thrown around. I mean, ever since The Mandalorian happened, people have been sending us questions. Do you think so-and-so could be in it or this person or this person? Aiden being a video game character, I feel like is that had a smaller audience than The Mandalorian does and Pulling in her, I feel like, is a little more exciting to me than some of the bigger names and makes a little more sense. Yeah. I I don't know how they would really work her into the story. That's the bigger thing, I think. But honestly, I'm I'm kind of over, like, do you think this person will be in it and this person and this person, like... I don't know. We'll wait and see. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's our thing that we talked about a lot last week is like the Mandalorian can just be its own thing. Yeah. Like I would rather explore new characters rather than keep revisiting old ones. Iden only had uh, Battlefront 2 in the story campaign and that's end the the book. I would would not mind seeing Janita Gavankar uh, step into the role because that's about the same time as most of Aiden's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that there are some Imperial holdouts out there and she was like kind of an Imperial hunter. So I could see that. I could find a way to make it work, but that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like making it happen yeah. instead of a natural thing. Yeah, it it does feel a little bit forced and 
just picking anyone and saying that they could be in the Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know. That's well, Jonah did say that he heard a rumor about it, and I have not seen or heard those rumors. There's probably rumors of every character, yeah. <laughs> especially now that this Ahsoka news has come out, which is still just a rumor, but <laughs> seems to be uh, talked about by a lot of big uh, platforms, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Josh Pearson asks, and we're getting into the, the really good juicy stuff here now, how Baby Yoda's age works and if he'll reach adulthood within the next 50 years. So I've seen this question pop up a lot because Yoda says that he's trained Jedi for 800 years. He's 900 years old. If baby Yoda is still a baby at 50, will he very quickly become a full-on adult by the age 100 where he could then be training Jedi? Um, I like that Josh said, am I overthinking this probably? And it's like, yeah, but I mean, we're all stuck inside. What else are you going to do but overthink Star Wars? And, and make it about baby Yoda. Right. Overthink Baby Yoda. Uh, (laughs) I think that it's probably... Well, first of all, we can always fall back on the line that IG-11 has where species age differently. So yeah, he could just like... Puberty could be insane for for the Yoda species. (laughs) They could go from like little waddling toddlers to adults in, in the course of a human year. Yeah, it makes me think of Groot and like how he grows... Um, but yeah, I don't know if I want to see like teenage baby Yoda. Snarky, rebellious Yoda. Yeah. Kind of like they did with Groot. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I, I want him to say a baby and like maybe one day we'll learn how their species works in the age, uh, aging process, but I don't know if I want to see that. I, I don't think we're going to see baby yoda go through too many developmental changes over the course of the show i think they know what (laughs) they've got with baby yoda uh and he's just gonna get less cute if he starts getting zits and stuff (laughs) (laughs) they can they can show baby yoda growing up only if we get to see their home planet and we get to see other baby yodas there you go. There's a whole planet full of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think also works and is more likely that Yoda is just throwing out a number. That he's, I've been doing this for so long, like, we don't have to... He's lost count. Yeah. Like, I don't think Yoda died when he was exactly 900 years old, and he probably wasn't training Jedi for exactly 800 years. It's just hyperbole and he's throwing out numbers so we have a basic idea of how long he's been around but sure it doesn't have to be an exact number it could be 701 and he's rounding way up like han solo does with the kessel run but let's all take the time to overthink it yep. just for fun mm-hmm. michael thurber wants to know if it was a mistake to have such a short timeline in the sequel trilogy so meaning like all the movies are really close together yeah like, all three movies take place over the course of about a year. And, yeah, I do kind of... Something about it feels a little off. I don't I don't know. Like, as much as I love The Force Awakens, I do think that it kind of forced some things to happen. Like, if you are going to end with Rey holding out the lightsaber to Luke, I agree with Ryan Johnson that you want to see what happens next. And so that's why he chose to start his movie right at that moment which was unprecedented for star wars Mm -hmm. they always have some sort of time jump yeah i think when we have two main characters like 
Ray and Kylo with their storylines, I think it was necessary for all these movies to happen fairly close together because if we had a significant time jump, they could be completely different people. That's a good point. Um, I guess like I, I just like the whole we have a new hope. We jump three years into the future and like there's some history now between uh, Luke and Han and Leia, but like we get to feel that chemistry. And that's basically what they do in between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, but at that point, I don't know. It, something about it felt a little off to me that like we never really got to see Ray interact with Poe. But then we have that time jump and now they're friends or they they bicker and stuff, but they're <laughs> friends. And we never got to really see them meet other than just say, hi, I'm Poe. I'm Ray. I know. Like, yeah, I wish that we got more with them earlier on. Uh, I don't know. The, there are some things about the sequel trilogy where I'm like, yeah, the, I think The Force Awakens kind of I love it, but it had some weird pitfalls like having Starkiller base again and ultimately setting it up to be a Rebels versus the Empire again. Mm -hmm. It's it's so weird that like I love that movie so much, but I'm also like, I don't know. If they had shifted a couple things, I think it could have helped the sequel trilogy as a whole. Yeah. I mean, they definitely played it safe with the basic storyline, but I think they kind of had to, bringing Star Wars back you know, getting people back into it. Now is the time to start, you know, we're getting into the High Republic stuff. And I think now mm -hmm. is the time where they can be a little bit more adventurous with how how they take storylines. I definitely agree that it was like, a, let's play it safe. And like Disney's over here, like we need to make back $4 billion and we need to do it fast or we want to do it as fast as possible. Now they have, and yeah, I hope that things down the line are a little bit more adventurous. <laughs> yeah, I think they will be. Jack Kennedy asks, what other shows we enjoy that aren't science fiction? Since we're stuck inside, <laughs> uh, what else have we been watching? Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec is our... We watch that a lot anyway. Um, that's at least a yearly rewatch for me. Molly kind of has it on constantly. <laughs> Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, pretty much anything that Michael Schur has ever been involved in. Yeah, yeah. The Office, Scrubs. The Good Place. Uh, Scrubs is one I was going to bring up. That's not a Michael <laughs> Schur show, but uh, just the other day, Donald Faison, Hype Faison from Star Wars Resistance, and Zach Braff <laughs> started to do a rewatch of Scrubs, and they're doing a podcast of it, and it's so delightful. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Scrubs fan. Yeah. Uh, so that certainly helps. But man, like that podcast was a lot of fun. So now I'm going to rewatch Scrubs with them. Yeah. I mean, we watch a lot of comedies, I guess, mostly comedies or rom-coms and stuff like that. Uh, we just recently got into Zoe's... Uh, Extraordinary Playlist. Yeah. But I also love a good documentary. Sure. We, we're watching The Tiger King. Yeah. We haven't binged it. Most people binged it, and we're taking our time with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's a lot to digest. Um, but yeah, and I also like true crime stuff and just 
anything that you think might make you feel uncomfortable, especially like serial killers and things like that. Alex, I play video games while she watches that. Alex always gives me crap because I watch really sad and and like crazy stuff. <laughs> Especially with everything that's going on right now, I'd rather watch something happy. How about, does Avatar The Last Airbender count as science fiction or Buffy the Vampire Slayer? That I, I was going to say that, but I think that rides the line of sci-fi a little Fantasy, bit. Fantasy. Yeah. I'd say more. But yeah, like taking out sci-fi takes out a lot of our, can't talk about Battlestar Galactica, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Parks and Rec, Buffy... Those are those are probably the big two that I'm constantly rewatching. That's true. That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content like audio commentaries for the films, and we're doing audio commentaries for the Clone Wars episodes as they're being released. So uh, we are all caught up except for yesterday's episode, and that'll be available as soon as we can get it done. On to YouTube questions, Blind and Waiting asks if Palpatine tried to convert Anakin to the dark side in the Reiko Harding arc of the Clone Wars. So as this is season four. Season four of the Clone Wars. We have not gotten there on our own rewatch yet. Yeah. But we did pull this episode up uh just as a refresher. So I don't I, I kinda like that theory. I, I it's something I've heard before. The, and it's very similar, like Palpatine... Yeah, is, go over the the part that he's talking about okay, real fast. Basically, uh, Dooku tries to kidnap Palpatine on Naboo, and it definitely seems like Palpatine is trying to get Anakin and Dooku alone and stuck together. It's very similar to the setup of the Battle of Coruscant, where Palpatine's been captured, and Obi-Wan and Anakin show up, and then Obi-Wan is disabled, and it's just Anakin and Dooku... And it seems like we're trying to get to this moment where Palpatine can be like, do it, and pull him to the dark side. Yeah. And there are a ton of shots of uh, Palpatine with a big old smile on his face <laughs> while the two of them are fighting and Anakin's like going darker and darker. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily think that he his plan right then and there was to go ahead and try to bring him to the dark side, but I think it was all about setting up this like intense hatred for Dooku and there, like, yeah there's a lot of that too and just Palpatine seeing Anakin and Dooku fight and just how angry Anakin is getting Palpatine's just eating it up <laughs> he he's loving it and so. and Dooku's also like throwing a bunch of shade at Anakin yeah like he even says Obi-Wan you're a great fighter Anakin you're not <laughs> Like Just that, pushing all of his buttons. Yes, um, but I do, I I do like that idea that this is Palpatine's first real attempt because it is a lot of like planning on his part, mm -hmm. <laughs> where he's going to be kidnapped, and I assume he's in on that whole idea because Dooku's leading that k kidnapping attempt. So I do feel like that was all him trying to maneuver that. To happen. It, it makes sense. I yeah. can't say for sure, but it does make sense. So I think I might let that be my headcanon. <laughs> I, I just like when he's getting, uh, Palpatine is getting like dragged and pushed around by the, the Magna Guards and 
I just imagine him being like, oh, no. Yeah, stop, no, <laughs> stop. ouch. <laughs> <laughs> the Bleaker wants to know what Palpatine's plan was for the discovery of the clones in Attack of the Clones. They're talking a lot about Palpatine's plans today, and that's... He's a planner. That's another one. I mean, that, that's kind of why Attack of the Clones is a little on the rougher side for me, because it is a lot of, like... What is the plan here? Like, this is so convoluted and more complicated than it needs to be. So he's basically asking, did Palpatine plan for the assassination attempt to fail for Django to then kill Zam Wessel, for Obi-Wan to find the dart and make his way to Kamino and, like, all this stuff? And, like, was it his plan for them to, for the Jedi to discover the clones at all? Were they even supposed to be at the Battle of Geonosis, or were they supposed to come in later? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, there's no good answer for this. Um, I I think it was just a happy coincidence. I, I could see it going either way. <gasps> I could see it going either way where maybe he was like, okay, I'm going to try to assassinate Padme, and then, yeah, that might send the Jedi on like this investigation where they wind up finding Kamino. I could see that. I don't think he planned out every little thing where, like, and then they'll take the saber dart and they'll go to <laughs> Dexter Jetster. Like, th- that would be hilarious if he's like, Dexter Jetster is the key to all of this. Yeah, he knows about those saber darts and... He's a he's a mouthy guy. And Maybe he's... Dexter is a Sith plant. Maybe he's never been Kenobi's friend. He's actually he's another a... secret apprentice. He's just always been leading Obi Wan in the direction that Palpatine wants. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think happy accident sounds more likely. Where the Battle of Geonosis could have happened, and a bunch of Jedi died, and then that would be even more like the Republic going, oh. We need this clone army. Mm-hmm. So I think either one works. Maybe they were both part of his plan. That's how he does. Yeah. Plans on plans, like we say. Yeah. Evan Meeks asks if Yoda could be a part of an ancient Jedi species like the Legends Sith species. Interesting. So yeah, in Legends, the Sith were originally a species, and then they kind of got pulled into this whole dark Jedi thing, and then they made their own Sith order out of all that. That's no longer a thing in canon, at least not right now. Um, I doubt it. I don't think they're going to bring the Sith species back. I also don't think that... I don't know. That would just be a weird... I I imagine one day we're going to do movies or stories about the beginnings of the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that would be a little odd to me. I don't think I would like that as much if it were just all of the Yodas. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like if that were the case, there would be ancient statues and ancient uh, stories carved into ancient places about that species specifically, and there's none of that as far as I know. That's a good point, and if we think to Octo, where that was supposedly the first Jedi temple... All of those huts are human-sized. Yeah. You'd think they would make tinier huts. Don't, we don't need all this space. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, everything would be smaller. And people, oh, what if they thought it was the Ewoks and they were... <laughs> the Ewoks were actually the first Jedi species. Yeah, secretly just 
the Ewoks started it all. They're very strong in the Force. We just don't know it, and that's why they beat the Empire so easily. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Elijah Hatcher K wants to know if we'll hear Ahsoka's theme in The Mandalorian. I assume if we see her in The Mandalorian, yes? I would like that. I hope so. Uh, I feel like musical themes don't get passed around enough. I was really hoping that Chewbacca's theme from Solo A Star Wars Story would show up in The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Um, John Powell is really like the only one I felt like used a ton of classical Star Wars themes uh, as, I mean, it was just him and Michael Giacchino. Giacchino used a handful here and there, like little motifs, Mm -hmm. but he mostly did his own stuff. Uh, I would really like to hear like Ludwig's, I don't know, Western take on Ahsoka's theme. Yeah, I mean, he's done such a good job uh, with the music on that show so far, any anyone's theme, I'd I'd love it. We we made the Mandalorian theme our Animal Crossing Island little tune. <laughs> it's it's our island's theme. Is that the just the bell tower? Yeah. What is it? We're gonna start Animal Crossing explained pretty soon here <laughs> if we are quarantined for another month or two. I don't, I don't know enough. I'm a, I'm constantly Googling everything about that game. Well, where do I catch this fish? And then I just ask him. Yeah. Tobias asks if Luke ever visited Vader's castle. I like that idea. I mean, that feels like to me a holdover of my hopes that Kylo Ren would visit Vader's castle, which he kind of sort of did in The Rise of Skywalker, but like, I wanted him to go inside. I wanted to see the tower still standing and watch him walk through the ruins instead of just like kick over a stone table. So now I'm like, okay, well, if he can't do it, let's see Luke do it. (laughs) I want to see someone go into those ruins. Yeah. I mean, I think it's totally possible. He was going around looking for ancient artifacts and he has that uh, ancient Sith Kyber crystal Mm -hmm. that we see in his hut in the last Jedi. I think it's totally possible um, it'd be really cool if we could see that happen maybe in like a comic or a book. Also, we something. know that he was like going after the Sith Wayfinder. I, maybe he didn't know that Vader's castle had one or, I mean, that one was way easier to get, it seems like. Yeah, than... just in the woods guarded by a giant baby head monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, yeah, that would be interesting to see Luke run into that too. Like maybe that's why he couldn't find it. Maybe... Like, since Kylo was more dark side and uh, the eye of the webbish bog seemed to feel like it, he was a worthy successor to Vader mm-hmm. and Luke wouldn't be because he was a Jedi. Or maybe so, Luke, Luke saw that thing and just ran. It's like, no, thank you. No. Nope. Not worth it. <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.